Hello, heroes, and welcome to a bonus episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. Well, normally your Game Master. This bonus episode was unlocked because Patreon backers supported us at the incredible level of $5,900 a month. That money goes towards improving the network, but even more than that, it goes to improving the lives of the people who produce the shows that you listen to. Kat and I asked for the help of our listeners to improve our mental and physical health, to treat her migraines and insomnia, Cat has a slate of new medications that she has to take. Because I work two jobs and the world is a fascist trending nightmare, I need money to afford a little bit of therapy. To pay you back for your generous and overwhelming support, we recorded this bonus episode of Headspace at Gen Con. Those who remember the Headspace episodes on one shot know that we didn't quite do it as intended. When we recorded those episodes, Mark Richardson was originally supposed to be the game master. However, due to internet connection troubles, we weren't actually able to have him run the show. Which left everything on my shoulders, and I only half knew the game. So to make up for our slightly bizarre portrayal of Headspace, Mark offered to come on the show and run the portion of the game that we actually didn't get to cover, the character creation. I really hope you enjoy these episodes, and thank you so much for your support. With all that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right. Um, Over to Ada for Hacking. So hacking, I've got, whose dark secret did you erase? And did you keep a backup? Well, yes to that part, obviously. <laughs> hmm. Do, is it me? Like, yeah. you were spying on me uh, the whole time. And I, I suppose, yeah, spying on your family would lead me to know things about you. And if, yeah. so whatever horrible thing happened, you know what it is. No one else is. necessarily knows. I know but entirely you have a backup. And it's really good in, in this part of character creation to have, like, clear kind of Definitely something horrible happened. We haven't gotten too explicit as to what it was, because right. don't worry, we're going to come to that. Right. Cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, we keep getting a connection, so we can use somebody else, but it just seems like a very clear... And you know what, if, it, if it just sings, it sings, right? right. Yeah, so, it sings, yeah. That works. Uh, let's see. What have I left? So, uh, oh, fear for that one. All right. Because mm. you saw some things that you didn't want to see yeah. kind of thing. All right. You don't want to see me That's angry. Hacking. That's hacking. Uh, yeah. And then we have Langley Parkour. So who did you leave behind because they couldn't keep up? And I'm going to go with the Ronin. Ooh. Ooh. Good call. Well, that changed the answer to my next question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just made sure. <laughs> Who are you going to shoot in the head? <laughs> Looking a little tubby there, Yoshi. The uh, All right, so what, what, what happened between us? Why did you leave me behind? So I was expected to – we had a set deadline that, you know, Hannibal set. And you were too busy uh, fighting. Good design. Good design takes time. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say maybe this is the, if the timeline lines up, the same event where you took out James's rival. And mm. just that you missed your mark, that got here late, we got blown up, then All right. I, uh, I like it. did yep. not wait around for you to keep up. Did not. I just want to point out your driver doesn't like waiting. That made <laughs> <laughs> It's a bold, bold group dynamic um, there. Yeah, actually, that's perfect, because I don't great. think I picked Rage yet. So. Right. Rage? Rage yeah. for parkour. 
All right. And I feel my last question has essentially been answered at this stage because it is tactics. And who did you save when everything went south? Well, clearly, James is like my all-time rival. I clearly did not save Megan, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to save the pilot that left me behind. So I feel like Miles <laughs> oh, is, is, me. is the yeah. one that I had to have saved For at this sure. Point. How does it For feel sure. to be rescued by default? <laughs> <laughs> Feels like I'm playing with Jim. <laughs> wow! Oh, I, you Why know, do that, I hang that, out with a, this that's group? A, that's a full quote for this game. <laughs> All right, uh, rescued by default. Um, <laughs> uh, what emotion is tied to that? Oh god, um, laziness is not an emotion. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> you've you know, you already used ego. Yes, <laughs> you know the, the why not? Because it's the last one, crazy. We're actually going to go with rage by this <laughs> because I literally <laughs> looked around my group angry. and I went, "You're the only one that's worth saving." This is the group that I've connected my mind to. <laughs> All right. So at this point in time, we have a pretty good sense of how you're all kind of interconnected. We got an idea of how you're tied to some of the history of these companies. We haven't exactly decided what some of these companies have done, but we're going to get to that. Um, and you have a sense of, of some of the emotional history that's going on. And some of the, obviously, we have a pretty good spread of a lot of the emotions, which is pretty great. Um, and uh, you have a sense of sort of, you know, a group. Uh, which is good. I really wanted to have rage medicine, but it just didn't mm. work out. <laughs> so uh, the next thing we're going to do Gotta is, uh, in a lot of Apocalypse World games, there's what there's the look, right? Um, which is usually tied to your playbooks. Um, I sort of felt for Headspace that because it's the corporate kind of future, like, you know, everybody could look corporate or everybody could look whatever. Um, I didn't really feel like all, all techs look the same kind of thing. So what you're going to do is uh, you just get to do this yourself. So you, you're, you're going to pick uh, the subculture, sort of the clique of society that you belong to. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are neons, people who like to stand out. Um, you know, name brand clothing, bright clothing. Um, you want to be the center of attention. And now this is how you act in society, how you dress. Obviously, if you're in the middle of an operation, you probably are not still wearing your, your, your neon shirt or something. Yeah, maybe you are. I don't know. Um, there's transhumans, people who believe in cyber technology as either the next step in human evolution or, uh, you just really like having furry ears. Um, there's the corporates, people who like to, uh, in this society, being corporate is probably spending more money on your parking spot, um, than your, you know, and, and your shoes and your, and, and everything than, you know, like you eat kibble, uh, but you look great for everybody. But also the thing is with corporate is you, um, you blend in, generally speaking, into the mainstream of society. Uh, there are netheads, people who spend more time on the internet than they do in the real world. So, you know, they kind of maybe, you know, well, we've all seen a lot of those people. Um, and there's drifters, people who live on the fringe of society who like to stay off the grid, um, who are more street kind of thing. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to pass these out, um, which is just uh, sheets. So what you're going to do is you're going to pick one of these subcultures. Um, and, uh, then you're going to, right after you pick the subculture, you're then, you have a quick pick list of, like, the various things uh, that describe you in this subculture. So, like, what your, um, uh, what your eyes look like, what your hair looks like, what your body looks like, what kind of clothes you wear. Um, and those, there's a series of pick lists. You can, of course, go off book and sort of name whatever. The pick lists are there just to make life easy. Um, and the only thing that doesn't have a selection is your avatar, which is how you appear online, like in the augmented reality of the internet kind of thing. Um, 
And there's a little guiding statement for that, but it, it's because it's much more kind of, well, you, you could have all sorts of weird things. So take a moment, figure that out, and then I think because it makes the most sense, probably describe yourself to everybody. Because usually that's oh, yeah. the intro of a session, but since we're doing that now, like, so... Does that make sense for everybody? Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, you guys are, are picking out. I, I will describe my character because one of these subcultures called out to me right away, and that is Drifter. I think it fits my guy perfectly. So for eyes, I'm going to go with Bloodshot. For hair, I'm going to go with Greasy and Unkempt. Uh, for body, I think Tattooed. He's got a lot of tattoos. Um, for clothes, I'm going to go Reeking of Gin. And for his avatar, I think he has like one of those, one of the default avatars, like either the, the just silhouette of a human face or the egg from Twitter. It's just like put no effort into it whatsoever. Not really bothering with uh, how he appears to people online. Okay. But that is Midnight Razor. Oh, cool. And interestingly enough, I, I was debating between two, uh, but I'm actually going to go with the Drifter as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dueling gosh. Drifters. Dueling Drifters. Uh, that's a different game. You should write that. But ding, 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 ding. Dueling <laughs> Drifters. Um, yes, uh, for eyes, um, I'm going to go with eye patch, which because it's eyes, I assume that means on both eyes. Um, but <laughs> that's all right. That's actually, pulling I'm a gonna, real Lenick move right there. I'm, I'm going to change that. Uh, we're going to go actually with the, the thousand yard stare. Uh, hair is, uh, is kept up in a bandana. Body is skinny. Um, you know, I look like I've just been living out in the mountains for a long time. Clothes would definitely be army surplus. Uh, I'm the Unabomber, pretty much, is where okay. we're going here with this. Um, the good thing you got that thousand yard stare, cause, uh, legally you have to stay a thousand yards away from me. <laughs> uh, and then for an avatar, hmm. Just something, like, for some reason, it might have been a glitch, or maybe I just don't know how, I can't say I don't know how computers work or playing a cyberpunk game. Um, I don't know how the avatar selection works very well. So I, I clearly have like a My Little Pony avatar, which is just for some reason completely off base. Which pony? And no one. <laughs> oh, Applejack. Applejack. Okay. Oh. Of course. Of course. Wow. I mean, close second to Pinkie Pie, but we're clearly going Applejack. <laughs> The Ronin. This, is, this, this is the Hammer Yoshi claims to not know how not, to that is no. that is what's been said many times. Yes, I don't know how this avatar works. Oh, you can change like that. We don't need to go through all that. Yeah, he'll get up and somebody will be like, uh, who, who, "Who's that? Is that Twilight Sparkle?" You're like, "No, no, no." It's Applejack. You, you norm, I don't know how to change it. You norm Twilight Sparkle. I want to change it, but I don't know how. Don't show me. All right, um, that's Hammer Yoshi. I've got Ada, definitely. We're going transhuman. Uh, so she is a furry. Yes! Definitely a furry. <laughs> okay, for what furry animal? A cybernetic leg. Yeah, yeah. For what animal, though? That's a, oh. James has a, that's a very important question. Well, right. what's, what's her fursona? Her fursona, listen, she got started years ago. Her fursona's a fox. Okay. But it's a turquoise fox. She got a, Her avatar is this sweet custom art of a, of a red turquoise fox with a robot leg. Um, so she's gone with the cybernetic eyes and the animal ears and tail. Uh, and now and you've got a cybernetic fox leg as well. Yeah. Sweet. She's just working on number two. You're welcome. <laughs> just working, working on, on number two. <laughs> That's why they keep coming back That's with why bombs. <laughs> so is your is your skin furry? Like, are you gone full Ooh. hardcore, or are you? Uh... 
Yeah, yes. Tattoos. Like, are you more accessorized? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go full on. She uh, Ada sits in the van. It's fine. Like, right. cool. it gets you know? cold in that exactly. van. Exactly. You, you gotta, gotta have go for cool all the computers. Yeah. All right. Those foxes are known I I, for their intelligent drone design. Yes. <laughs> I think I got miles down. Foxes are known um, for being clever. Clever. <laughs> With bomb holes. Intentional yeah. bomb holes in drones. Yeah. How else are you going to lose that leg? It's a Linux standard. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rich. Um, Miles, uh, I went ahead and went corporate um, for him, which seemed appropriate, I suppose. Um, uh, for eyes, he's paranoid. He's got paranoid eyes. Mostly for mm-hmm. you. I'm pointing because it's a not a visual medium, and yeah. Dan's not looking at me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, hair well groomed, body more athletic than you would expect. He's actually fairly buff guy. Um, for clothes, name brand clothes. The the name brand is Tactical Turtleneck. I'm thinking he's got Tactical oh, yes. Turtleneck on. Nice. Um, the avatar though, I was having a hard time thinking of it, but I think I, I think I got it. Um, you guys can help me with what it is specifically, but it's whatever avatar my son had before he died and or disappeared. So you tell me what it is, and it's not Applejack. No, your son would have Pinkie Pie. I honestly don't know what any of this is. <laughs> I have a three-year-old three daughter. Uh, She's going to teach me eventually. What but is wrong with you? Depends on how old he was. She watches Young <laughs> Justice. What's the, what do you could be saddest. Yeah, the saddest. Oh, like no. Superman what? or something. It's a picture. No. Man, it's hard to make it sad. What's, what's I, sad I feel now? like it's hard. Angle, this group is hard to make it the sad. The angle <laughs> that I want to play with is that his kid thought of uh, thought of his dad as a hero. Yeah. Like a superhero. Well, as you say, and then the other, it, other way you incorporate that too is having, it's gotta be like the, either the live forever or I'm going to do this when I get older. Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause then they're no longer there and that makes people sad. It's apparently. you guys cauterizing so a wound together. <laughs> How sweet. How sweet. Um, no, I like the superhero bent, obviously. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, we it's could like go a with bad Photoshop. Of of your head on a super uh, on like Batman? No, body not me. It's not Robin. me. It'd be it'd be him. It'd be him. It'd be okay. him. Right. I think him in a. I think, I think we're gonna we're gonna go classic rich, and it's gonna be him in a Robin outfit. Or perfect. Yeah, right. I do a classic Robin. Your son, outfit. your son in a Robin outfit. Yeah, yeah, that's my okay. avatar. Nice. Right. Yeah, or ish. Cool. Or ish. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, and last but not least. All right. So I'm gonna go with transhuman as well, but I'm gonna go for the more robot angle. <laughs> so uh, Langley has uh, for his eyes. Um, Cybernetic eyes with like input jacks on the side, so when he wears his, even though he's you know piloting a car, or flying car, or whatever, he still wears like a motorcycle helmet that has like digital displays on the inside of like traffic patterns and like updates. Cool. Uh, he, his hair is just his head shaved, so just no wind resistance. Aerodynamic. <laughs> yes. Um, his body is more metal than flesh. He has just lots of like different sec- sections of him, like augmented with input jacks and ways to like lock into his his car. Uh, and his clothes show off his uh, cybernetics, so the accommodating of your cybernetics. It's kind of like, you know, thinks he's pretty cool. Like I'm basically my sweet ride. Yeah. And um, his avatar is a uh, just a picture of a speedometer. And whenever he speaks, it goes up. <laughs> uh, oh, that's nice. That's, that is that's so awful. wonderfully awful, right? I hate this guy. What have I done? <laughs> All right. 
I would, um, just a quick note. I want to say there's a lot of really interesting choices on yeah. here. And Jim and I were just looking at the neon, which none of us picked. Uh, one of the choices for the eyes on the neon is lava lamp eyes. Yeah. And I'm trying yeah. to wrap my brain around how that would work. So That's not there's my, a ton somebody of somebody else's problem. I really so. yeah. like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I really like that the net head has a probably not safe for work avatar. <laughs> is that what it says? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it does say. I didn't notice that. Unique, probably not safe for work. Describe and then describe yourself as not safe for work. Apparently. <laughs> All right. So no now, that, now that we have a no. sense of like a bit of about your history uh, and who you are, we're going to delve into this dark regret, um, which will probably, at least for Rich, involve a part of his family, um, <laughs> or at least the dismembering of his family. Apparently. Um, so the way the regret works is you are all you're you have you're haunted by an action that you took in the name of one of these five companies, um, and this is this is functionally uh, for your character. Uh, a dark secret that you plan to take to your grave. Uh, generally speaking, uh, the rest of the party doesn't, is not aware of this. Like, they may know that this happened, um, but they have no idea you were directly involved. Now, in each setting of Headspace, uh, as I've said before, there are the five corporations, and there is, uh, in this setting, there is uh, a, like a simple table of five major events that sort of spun this world off its axis, and those have long-lasting issues, but they are rooted in a secret that the corporation was involved and had a direct hand in either the event or the long-standing issues that have come from it. So, for example, there was a massive tsunami that decimated the Pacific coastline. This caused the need for corporate reclamation zones. The secret, Trauma 1, secured widespread access to secret documents and resources with a rescue crew. Air quotes, since no one can see that. What you're going to do, I'm going to go over each of these, um, and you're going to pick one of the secrets um, for one of these companies, and you had a direct hand in this. Uh, the secrets are purposely kind of vague, so that you're able to make this world yours. Um, and if you're both involved in the same secret, that's fine. The only thing is the fiction has to be coherent. Uh, you can't probably have assassinated the same person or something like that. There are a couple ways of doing this if you play this game at home. Uh, one way, which is really cool, is is you could go separately and sort of have them detailed so no one actually knows. But most of the time I just make this and everybody, this is like, we just accept this is the one thing we don't know. Um, so uh, there's the Pacific Coast Famine, which kind of came out of uh, the re results of the tsunami, uh, which has long-standing food riots uh, in the city. Uh, Pacific Security Solutions exacerbated the riots to ensure they were needed for future security contracts in the city. Uh, there has been a sort of outbreak of a plague, uh, which has caused quarantine zones to be created throughout the city. Uh, Ascupulin Laboratories is selling a treatment that doesn't work, and they know it. Um, but everybody thinks it's going to help. There was a corporate freeze-out of members of the press, uh, decreasing public trust in authority figures exacerbated by actions of the press. Applied optimism isn't just reporting on what's going on to spite the other various corporations. They're playing the public against them using stolen information from those companies. Uh, so they're going in and stealing a lot of secrets and then revealing this on, you know, Fox News North kind of thing. Um, and uh, there was there has been a series of post-tsunami earthquakes, which is quite troubling because, uh, like, this isn't just aftershocks. It's like six months later and we're still getting them. Um, there has been unpredictable continued tectonic activity and worsening conditions in Vancouver. 
3H Energy uh, may have had a direct hand in the original tsunami through unstable geothermal power experimentations. Uh, so what you're going to do is you're going to pick one of these companies, these secrets, and you can explore that secret as much as you want. You can totally go off book, you know, like this is the spirit of what this company was involved in. Um, so we can do this, we can take turns. Um, obviously some of you have decided you kind of were like hardcore on the one company you want to have. Um, so I would say pick that, explore that realm. So you're going to pick whichever secret it is. You're going to, on your character sheet, you're going to identify which company it is. And then you're just going to briefly write down, uh, or you would anyway, uh, like a brief summary of what this terrible regret you wish you, you never did. Like this is the thing that pushed you away from working for the companies. So it's like really bad. I can totally give examples if people want. I've got, I, I've, I've got one. Yeah. Um, the mine was because I was working for Pacific Security Solutions, and they were sort of trying to spur on these riots, as the case may be. Um, what I actually thought I was being contracted to do was to demolition some of the old buildings that were deemed unsafe just to bring them down and then make them safe so you know people didn't get in them and then them collapse when in reality they were essentially key locations that were being brought down of you know to, to sort of spur on some of the I don't want to say gang activities but but some of the different factions that were coming up you know with societal factions that were coming up in the aftermath and these were being done very selectively to prevent sort of any sort of unifying of people, and I was actually essentially blowing up sort of these headquarters locations. You were killing a lot of people. Too. I was killing a lot of people. Yep. All right. And I was keeping them in the building. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. They did not want those people escaping because those people would go headspace themselves and become problems like we are. Mm. All right. So you're going to tie yourself into the same yes, regret. Yes, All right. I am. All right. Cool. Yeah, you said that the trauma one they got they were got some basically secrets. they had a, so basically they 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 were stealing they uh not only were they uh rescuing people and obviously doing like rescue VIP work and all that stuff and and you can take any shade of like they mm -hmm. probably left people to die because mm -hmm. they weren't worth the mm -hmm. money but what they were also doing is they were breaking into corporate facilities during in the post tsunami world and you know ostensibly going there to rescue but they were they also had a side team that was there to crack locks and steal secrets interesting so i'm thinking the they have to have an excuse to get in there to break that stuff out right so the only excuse that a trauma would have is if there was some kind of outbreak or problem or thing that was happening for them to get in there to get the corporate secret out sure. right so I'm thinking that I was part of a team that was distributing uh, medicine for an outbreak of a virus. Okay. So I distributed this vaccine. I wouldn't call it, yeah, I guess med medication. I wouldn't call it a vaccine. I guess it has to be for a virus. I don't know. I'm just not an anti-vaxxer. So. Um, so like this vaccine that ended up causing more problems. Okay. And then we had to go back in to help the situation in some right. way. Which meant that there was a team that came with me that was supposed to be security, always the security that goes with the docks that go into the areas. Um, and it was when I realized that the focus of the, this team was going in and getting, getting the information was more important than helping anyone who was really sick. Cause as soon as we got the information, we hadn't finished the rest of the mission and they were like, we need to get this out now ASAP. Okay. So we're pulling everybody out. And I'm like, wait, we were here okay. supposedly. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. That's that's what that's I'm great. doing. Cool. Okay. That's good. All right. I have my I'm regret. I just not sure which of the corporations to tie it to. So I'm thinking if 3H Energy has been involved in um, 
possibly causing all these extra like earthquakes and um, like tremors. Maybe one section of the city got um, there was like another aftershock and like really wrecked. And after all of this um, discussion that we've had in the backstories of Trauma One kind of selectively saving people, I've been involved in so many of those selective saving operations that I've like become kind of hardened to loss and I just chose not to go and help any of these people. Like okay. it wasn't, you know, for once the corporation wasn't like, oh, you don't need to go and save these people. I just didn't want to do it. And a lot of people could have made it out and lived and okay. I let them die. And it was maybe even worse. Like, you yeah, know. like I could have put my kind of maybe helped out more or even brought a team that okay. was actually there to help and not steal secrets. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, I'm just not sure if that goes more to trauma one or to three. You, you, you can pick either or okay. I mean, you know, like it, it's not hard coded in the game that you have to each pick different secrets. You could all pick the same one, although right. it would be a little weird. I'll go to three H just to tie them in. Sure. Yeah, no one's really involved them too much. Yeah. 3H, so different than 4H. Dun, dun, dun. Same owners, though. Weird, yeah, weird yeah I know. <laughs> really, same organizers. It's a very, very diverse company. All right. Uh... Mine. Um, so Applied Optimism has been digging up dirt on other uh, news agencies and everyone. people. Is that, just everyone in general? Okay, so it's real easy to actually dig dirt up, but it was Ada's job, it was my job to plant dirt. Um, ah. it's not everybody is as suspicious as they would like them to be. So, um, I, people trusted Teal Fox. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> turquoise. They never seen her. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what my job was, was to make it look as legitimate as possible. So that has led to not just people being defamed and not trusted, but there's definitely a lot of people doing uh, jail time for things that they may not have done, probably. Whoops. Okay. Um, that sounds fantastic. Whoops, yeah. she <laughs> says. Is it possible that Rich isn't as much of a monster as we think, and it was oh, made to no. look I mean, that way? anything's possible. I'm way more of a monster than you think. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah did you not see my last question? I'm, I'm covering his stuff up. That's right. <laughs> All right. He's so, co- she's covering up that I'm not a monster. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He's so much more. that's is that everybody? Right. That's, yeah, it. that's everybody. That's it. So did you uh, need us to do more awful things? <laughs> oh, don't worry. We're, we're gonna fill that in. Um, <laughs> so I would also kind of go through some stuff about uh, the ghost operator, um, and they have a regret too. Um, and I, in this case, usually I use this as an opportunity to fill out other things that are maybe not necessarily represented. I'm going to say Hannibal's big thing was um, Han- Hannibal was the manager of the project to create like a genetic, uh, you know, pro- uh, thing to that was that what was this thing as the cure for the pandemic that's mm-hmm. broken out. Um, and Hannibal fudged a lot of reports, never really knowing like. He just wanted to make it, you know, just get his job done, and he never had any idea that this thing was actually going to go into production. And so he was kind of instrumental in something that doesn't actually work at all. Um, but now it's so branded um, as the big solution uh, that people are paying for these monthly doses they don't need um, for a drug that isn't doing anything. Um, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to define your drive. So. Each of you have this dark, you know, this really dark, terrible regret. And then there's kind of a flip of this, which is you do want to kind of right this wrong in some way. Now, your regret is, uh, can be, uh, tied one of two ways. It can be 
um, sorry, your drive can be either a vengeance drive or a redemption drive. So your vengeance drive would be like, uh, I'm going to get revenge on the, uh, corporate executives of 3H Energy. I've killed, you know, there's nine left who are, uh, board members, you know, eight to go, you know. Um, then you could also have a redemption thing, which is more about, you know, redeeming for something you did. It could be, uh, providing this information about what really happened to the public. Um, your drive should be a achievable goal, but quite hard to do. Um, like this would be campaign motivation. Whoever wants to jump in well, on this. Jim and I both immediately <laughs> circled as soon as you named the two. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely on a redemption quest. Jim is not. Oh no, I'm, yeah, it's, 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 it's vengeance. I have been, I have been deceived and it's, it's time to plant some additional bombs to right this wrong. He is the knight. Yeah. I, I gotta, he is I, vengeance. De- I definitely have to go vengeance as well. I mean, clearly there's a central figure at the, the core of all of this, Hammer Yoshi, who I have to destroy by getting as close as possible to him so that I can fully destroy him. No, I, 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 I think I definitely need to go vengeance track. I, I don't see this person as seeing themselves as somebody who's redeemable. Okay. I took redemption. Uh, I think that my goal has been to expose the truth, but I have not been doing that very well. So instead of following a corporation to do that, uh, Ada's going to try to do that as much as she can on her own, which begins with exposing the mistruths that she planted herself. Mm. Okay, cool. Nice. Uh, I went with vengeance, because if I've been letting this many people die for so long, like, I can't bring them back, and, like, that's not, you know, um, maybe I see myself as too far gone, too. Vengeance, exposed 3H. Is everybody... That's it. That's it. I think we got everyone, yeah. All right, cool. Sure. All right, so then uh, the next thing, uh, I technically did this out of order, but that's what happens when you get ahead of things because we were all going over regrets but so one of the things we need to pick uh so your handler's dead um and in the game basically for each player so look it's three to five players who play this game in this case we have five people so there's one ghost operator if you play this game with less people there's just more ghost operators so even if you play with a small if you play with three people there's then three other people stuck in your head and for each of these people, you get one of their three skills. As a group, you pick that skill together. It's the same skill for everyone. Oh, interesting. Um, and the emotional baggage for it is the mem- is the emotion of what they were going through when they bought the farm. Oh. Um, so Hannibal gives you access to three skills. You can have Coax, which is for talking to people and making them do what you want. You have Contingency, which is always having a backup plan. And you have Observation, which is like surveillance, counter-surveillance. I kind of feel like we need Coax because we are so like bad collectively as a group dealing with people. That's but really funny. Contingency is exactly. so useful. Yeah. I was thinking contingency was, was good thought. because we're all so bad <laughs> at talking to people. We're gonna need it. He died. He did not have a backup plan. <laughs> he did not have a backup plan. So contingency was not going through his head. I love it when a plan goes to hell in a handbasket. Oh, all I'm right. dead. So what do you want? I don't know. I'm, I'm up for either. We have the same yeah. line of logic with a different conclusion. Yeah, I'm yeah, up yeah. For let's, let's I, do... I like how nobody considered observation no, for this group. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, no. He yeah. didn't see it coming. Well, we've got no. drones. Yeah. You know? Well, poorly designed <laughs> yeah, drones, but... Uh, right. They find bombs. Yeah. They bring them home. Yeah. <laughs> it's an odd choice. It really is an odd choice. Okay, so... I vote contingency. Yeah, you can I, do a vote. It's fine. I'm going to vote... This is what happens when you have no leader. You turn into a damn democracy. I'm going to vote contingency as well. 
Same. All right. Okay. I'm gonna vote Cokes, even though we're well, yeah. now we're beyond that. Well, this is good. No, this is, well, this is good because now the party can once again ignore Jim. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, yeah, you all have learned how to play RPG. And it so, was Jim. Team building uh, so, exercise. So, was he feeling rage at the fact that the contingency went so bad? That's like, a good one. I like yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so what I would usually do is I would pick an emotion that's not well represented on on the the, the things. At this point, we're pretty even, so yeah. it doesn't really matter that much. But sometimes you can get it, get it where it swings a bit more onto one, a couple of the planks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so put rage next to contingency and cross off coax and observation. If you're doing if you were playing the game and you were using the skill you needed to use the skills to do something uh, that you don't have, um, you make an improvised move, which is, uh, for those who have played Apocalypse World games, it's the most like acting under fire. It, it basically, no matter how you roll, it's going to go badly for you. Um, okay, and then the next thing we're going to do is super easy. Um, so there's the disciplines. So these are a rating you have for each of the emotions. Um, you uh, This represents your degree of control over these emotions. It's on the front of your sheet uh, at the top. So you have one uh, one rating for each rage, grief, fear, need, and ego. These numbers go from minus two, representing very poor control of said emotion. Uh, if you had a minus two rage, you definitely have anger management issues. Uh, zero being the closest to sort of, I don't know, a normal level of control of said emotion. Um, and a positive number representing... Um, you know, uh, very, uh, very strong control. It does not get the better of you. If you have a plus two rage, you're like the Iceman kind of thing. So you're going to assign one number to each, minus two, minus one, zero, one, two. Yeah, how many are we allowed to put minus two for? Sorry. <laughs> one. Um, so keep in mind, your disciplines only affect using other people's skills. Okay, they do not affect your own because you control your own baggage. So... If you have, uh, you, you know, if you make a, a negative in something, um, it's not going to work against your own skills. Um, and for the, for that matter, when you're playing the game, um, success is very rarely off the table. If you use another player's skill, you, when you roll lower, you get more emotional complications, but it never takes away the actual success. Um, it is, it is as, uh, some people say complicated success is sort of the way that the, the engine of the game works on. So just do that. That's fine. We don't really have to. I mean, we can go over roughly some of the numbers, like if people want, like just sort of the idea of whether a high point or a low point mm. for maybe that may be telling. Well, I put people. like plus two with rage because I feel like he's probably, like you were saying, like the Iceman, he has that external Perfect. thing. But I put minus two in grief, obviously, because right. he's got the whole issue with his son, that yeah. kind of thing. Right. And everything else is And that carries around like a cloud. Right. Yeah. What did you put in need? I put zero in. Me. We are going to have the same character. <laughs> I have plus. I have plus one ego, minus one fear. All right, I didn't get to those yet, but I was about to put the minus two in grief. So. <laughs> All right, I I got minus two in rage. My character not good at handling no? rage. Not that good. No, no. Um, and plus two in fear, which is exactly what you want in a sociopath. <laughs> right. <laughs> feel no fear. Feel intense rage. All right. What could possibly go wrong? No, thank you. <laughs> um, it's amazing you have a regret. Um, uh, all right. I regret uh, that more people escaped from that building. <laughs> I regret that I have a regret. Hammer Yoshi. Uh, yeah. Like a high and a low point. Basically. High and a low point, yep. Uh, minus fear, I have a, as my high point, I have a lot of control over that. I'm working with things that can kill people all the time and like immediately including myself, so you kind of have to get over that, uh, that sense of fear. Um, my low point is, 
ego up because again, as we've established, I have a difficult time. Like I want to, I want to. What, what are we laughing at, Rich? I'm sorry, I saw the minus two before you started talking. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, my character has some 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 ego and fitting ego, in ego the group issue. issues. I wonder why. <laughs> All right. We almost had the same. Do your job. (laughs) Do your job if you're so proud of it. (laughs) At least I get stuff done, (laughs) Mister Blind Rage. All right. No, you don't. That's the issue. Who's? Where's the leg? Who's? Where's her leg? (laughs) He's got one leg. Right. One leg. Down. You saved both my legs. I've killed a leg and your rival. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Step to it. Unless Much you're mad, Katie. Than you. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> so that's me. That's Hammer Yoshi. All right, Meg. Yeah, what we had you? almost the same high and low points, Red. Uh, so I've got plus two in fear is my high point, uh, but my low point I took need. Mm. So, so a lot of need a lot of things, starting with some. Right. Some pills. Can we keep cool. our hmm. starting with some pills? Yeah. Can we keep our hums in unison like mm. that, like that. Mm. There's a lot of. Mm. <laughs> We've been doing it all day. I think. Mm. All right. Um, for my high point, I picked uh, plus two in rage. I feel like stay pretty calm, like no road rage here. But I took a minus two for fear, especially now that I'm doing jobs for a mm. net runner. This probably explains why your runner doesn't like waiting. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, I'm super Shit, anxious. Just go south. I'm out of here. Everybody else is like, you, where the hell you is actually the car? Need, you actually need passion enough to go pick people up to have any rage at all. Like, all right, we're all ready for so- another flawless operation. We just have to get to the car. The car is gone. <laughs> all right. So, uh, if you flip over your character, we're pretty close to being done. Um, and the next part, uh, we would probably reveal more in play, but obviously since we're just doing character creation today, uh, when you pick some of these things, I guess we'll have you kind of talk about what you have. So, you have edges. Um, your edges are like a selection of gear um, that you have. Uh, usually, like, all of you will have, like, a piece of armor or some kind of weapon. You'll have credits, which is sort of a, an abstract representation of money. If you want to think about it, like, one credit is, like, two weeks of a salary, whereas, like, three or four credits you can, like, buy a yacht. Um, so uh, you have a couple of really generic things. All of you have, uh, what in, in this game, there is sort of three classifications of technology. There is hard space, wet space, and head space. Uh, hard space is a traditional iPad, computer, uh, that kind of thing. Any Anytime you use that in the fiction, the good thing is nobody can hack you and blow your brain apart. The bad part is it's kind of slow. Um, wet space is how 90%, 99% of the world operates uh, with through augmented reality and the internet, uh, like trodes that are either surgically implanted like most people. You have some secure ones, which is basically how you interface with the net. Um, and then you also have your headspace implant, um, which is just for you. Um, uh, and uh, then uh, you have a list of edges. So uh, each of you has a list of seven edges. These are unique to your character, all seven of them. You get to pick two of them that you get to bring into play. Um, if you play this game more long-term, you can get purchase edges with experience. Um, uh, so take a quick look at this and uh, pick two of your two of the edges you want to do and i would just sort of say like so like just uh, describe to everybody else uh, what the edges you have are um and maybe a bit about your gear just cuz some people have a few selections to make well i had to pick registered as a lethal weapon <laughs> there's no way not to pick that you can't put that on a character sheet and then not pick it all right <laughs> Ugh. 
And what does that do, just for our listeners? Uh, that allows me to inflict plus one harm in unarmed combat. Yeah, so you do more damage in combat, all right? Um, for mine, I actually, the funny you thing two is... games. So, yes, I, I yeah. know, but it, like after registered as a lethal weapon, what else could matter to me? <laughs> uh, I, I think Identity Thief, because I like the idea of him just picking up the IDs of the people that he kills. All right. <laughs> Total serial killer is what you have made. <laughs> James made a serial killer. All right, yeah, well, in this in this futuristic so. world, uh, Art it form. favors people like me. <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, this all right. desolate land of uh, Canada. Jim, you, seem, you seem raring to go. Here. Yeah, I, I, well, see, here's the terrible thing. There's like two that I looked at, and I'm like, I have to pick those, and then pick neither of those because. For some reason, instead of going zany, I went with something that actually works, which was just a mistake on my end. So I'm going to actually tell you the two that I picked and then tell you the two that I didn't All right. to give everyone else time, I guess. Um, thousand Yard Stare, because I already picked my eyes were that, um, and I just love that. You've seen so much death and destruction, nothing truly scares you anymore. Once per session, you can lower the fear stress track by two. And as someone that's played the game, that is incredibly useful. So I was like, hmm, we will take that. Uh, the other one, because of my dynamic with the team, is I have the B team, a team of local heavy-hitting mercenaries owe you big. Who are they, and what... Uh why do they still owe you? Uh, so this is this is my team for when I eventually get. Ca- I'm not even sure I'm part of this team yet. Like I'm trying to convince everyone and myself that I am. But when I ultimately get kicked out, then I'm going to join join the mercenaries. I feel like that's happening. The two that I didn't pick, uh, unsanitary conditions, is just hilarious to me that I could pick that, and I thought it was amazing. Uh, what it actually, it, both of these were. I wanted them because I immediately misunderstood what the name said. Um, speaking of misunderstandings. You should really put, I think, all six of the Headspace ones on that character sheet. Let I know it go, it's already at print, but okay. <laughs> well, let it go. So unsanitary conditions uh, was funny to me just that that's my edge. I, I live in squalor, but it's actually a place I can go that I can get patched up. And the other one is freight train, but I don't get a freight train. So that was slightly disappointing to me, Mark. I'm I'm sorry. I I'm, wanted I'm a just, freight I'm train. I'm just here to fill your 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 game with <laughs> with, with disappointment. So, <laughs> but yes, those are those are the edges that I picked. All right. I had uh, back off. I'm a doctor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I, I don't These even names need. are so good. I don't even need to read the what that does. <laughs> Did you yeah. cross it off and back off? I'm a monster. Yeah, back <laughs> off. I'm a doctor monster. Uh, is that a monster? Two doctors or a monster who is a doctor? Yes. You want to find out? Dose? No, boy. You want to find out? No. All right. No, sir. Back off. I'm a doctor. <laughs> uh, the other one I, I the other one I picked. It was trauma surgeon, um, which I thought was interesting because once per session I can lower the grief track by two. I don't know exactly what that is, but so, I get the general idea. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so, so there's I, I can explain a little bit about how the game works when we're all done because we're going to be done shortly. But so basically, the tracks represent these levels of these emotions. At the beginning of play, they'll start elevated. We'll we'll pick like a high track at the beginning of the session that represents how everything's gone south in, in a one shot scenario. And then I would put another thing at like two, and then everything else would be at one. And in play, uh, when you use your own skills stress accumulates when and when it hits uh past four feedback occurs and what happens is that emotion kind of washes over the whole group and i give a number of emotional complications as prompts that you have to incorporate into the fiction right now irrelevant to what's going on not using a skill so for example uh as a you know where the heck is my sheet um, so I would say, like, okay, let's say rage blew up, and you're in the middle of an op doing things. Or even, you're maybe, this is the thing, you could be 
uh, having conversations with different NPCs and stuff like this. And I would be like, okay, uh, Hammer Yoshi is going to take, uh, you're going to ignore something obvious in the next scene. Uh, you have to in- incorporate this as soon as you can. Like a bomb uh, on a drone. Yeah. <laughs> so you might naturally do that anyway. Um, and then I would say, okay, uh, you know, uh, James, you're going to inflict collateral damage. And y- you can interpret this however you want. And sometimes it can be really interesting because you might be in a conversation and inflict collateral damage could be all sorts of things. Like it could just be making somebody angry. Could be social. Up, could, it could be, be social. physical. You yeah. can do, you can get as creative with the emotional complications. And here's the thing is in the game mechanics, you pick the rate the emotional complication and you tell the table what it is, how it mm. becomes that way. Like I'm not there to do it. W- one of the things that's an interesting dynamic for headspace is it tends to, you'll probably notice like with all these complications that occur on your end, the GM tends to make a little less number of overall moves in this game. And it's more about the players kind of building on their own kind of trauma and then the GM kind of nudging it forward. Right. Um, and just in terms of a different behavior as in yeah. terms of apocalypse world. Uh, so the tracks will go up and up and down in play. Um, and uh, so any option to basically pull those tracks down is helpful. You'll notice also, like on your characters, you don't have health tracks. Um, the way this works is uh, anytime you take harm, uh, it goes on the stress tracks. Mm. Um, so like if you fall from a building and you take three points of damage, the first point I pick where it goes, and then you pick where the other two points go. If feedback occurs because of harm, your character is taken out of the fiction. Uh, you can either, and you, taken out is I'm knocked out, or you can then, you can also say, no, no, it's more appropriate that I'm now dead. Um, yeah. in which case you would, uh, you get to narrate how you go out at the end of the scene kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, it, it really takes that hyper competency because, you know, like the, certainly like a, a bunch of different influences in this game, but, uh, one of them was Amber, um, in mm. terms of giving up a lot more control to the players and not necessarily having it always be on the dice. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's, uh, I just wanted to kind of touch base on that. Yeah. Since you're well, curious about how found, that works. I found this would be interesting for Miles because his grief is minus two. So he has no control. He has, he has issues with grief control for what happened to him personally. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that happens when you work in an ICU or an ED is you go into emergency mode when stuff happens and it's an hour later when, when you're you back to, stuff. when you're back to being a human again and you're not in get it done mode that you're like, you can reflect on what happened and then you, you know, then you have to have to sit down. Yeah. And that's something I was really out. trying a lot so, with the design was to have that duality be present yeah. where you can, you can be a bit of a basket case inside, but still not have that necessarily reflected right. on the outside. Well, I see this like when we go into these situations, this trauma surgeon situation, I can see him dropping into that mode and everyone else chilling out on that grief thing when there's something terrible happening okay. and feeling that yet his own personal grief is really cool. a, an issue uh else i'll here? jump in so for the runner uh i picked the edge headspace vehicle link uh figured this yes. guy loves his car so much that now he can be a part of it when he's not around okay was that the car that blew up uh oh he fixed that up <laughs> real good <laughs> gotta come up with a name for it uh, and then the other one was friends with no homes. So I've spent a long time on the streets and have built up a network of those who live there. You help them and they help you. So while I'm waiting for you guys to finish jobs, I'll just talk to whoever's around. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Land on uh, rooftops, talk to people up there. Meg? Uh, so I had a choice in my gear uh, from drones. So I took the middle of the road, the wolf drone that's uh, not as quiet as some of the other drones might be, but it has some utility, can haul some stuff around. Uh, and as for edges, I took there, I fixed it, <laughs> uh, which temporarily repair, uh, temporary repairs come naturally to you. I can add a tag to an item 
uh, when I use my engineering skill. So mm. that's pretty cool. And then the other one that I just could not resist is Sidekick AI. So oh, I have nice. an artificial intelligence of my own design that resides in my wet space implant. Uh, they can get data and administer simple tasks. I name the AI. Uh, my AI is named Kiki. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, give them one personality trait and a dominant emotion. So is it the emotions from? Yes, yeah, the these? emotions in the game. So any cool. of the any of the NPCs in the game. So there are there are the in if we were to fully play the game. Obviously, there are agents which are sort of li- your like-minded opposites at the corporations, and agents. All major agents, NPCs, basically anyone you kind of interact with in this game, the GM will assign one of the emotions as their dominant emotion. And it's that emotion, essentially it's a hint to the GM to try to bring that emotion more into the scene when they're interacting with you. Okay. Um, also, hmm. like, the same thing with the tracks, right? So if the tracks, they represent the level of emotion. So, like, if rage is particularly high, it's sort of a, a, a hint to the players to sort of play angry. Or you know, cool. play sad or whatever. I, I wrote down Kiki's uh, emotion as need, which I realize is also the one that I am worst at. Which I think I'm just going to leave as is because right. that's great. And uh, of course, Meg, since you have a needy sidekick AI, yeah. I need to know what it looks like. Oh no! What does Kiki look like? Oh boy! It, it's not Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. No, mm. no. Uh, it is definitely. Oh boy! It's like um. Fox pup. Oh. Furry, right? It's gotta be yeah. furry. Yeah, it's yeah, gotta be a furry, right? It's it's a little black fox. It's, it's a little, little tiny. A needy. A, little, a uh, needy my, fox. A little bit needy, but Kiki, uh, her personality trait is all, she's very Sundere. Oh so. my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, and then the last thing on your character is an upgrade. So each of you have one high-tech piece of tool technology gizmo uh so as you've kind of seen in character creation like if you want to have cybernetics and stuff like this uh it's totally fine but they don't they don't have really game mechanical effects the uh upgrade is something that is hard-coded in the game it's like high-end technology that you have access to that you have implanted on you it has a bunch of tags it's like a piece of gear if you're familiar with pockets world and it usually has a short description some of these things directly affect stress tracks that kind of thing um since this is basically the end of character creation well why don't we just say everybody say what the upgrades are in their fun Keller text. I, I can see why you're asking for this, yes. because these are titled in the most perfect way. Jim, yeah. you want to lead us off? Oh, I absolutely will. Yeah. Mine is uh, the pain editor, which is fantastic. When you feel pain, your body is trying to tell you something. Maybe you don't want to listen to your body, though. Maybe your body's an asshole. I don't know. <laughs> that was not me ad-libbing. That's what's written on the sheet. <laughs> Mine is uh, medical suite, unsurprising. Drug storage, vital monitor, uh, medical injectors, synth skin, sprayers. You can use it to treat yourself or someone else, and it lowers any stress track to zero. So I can drug you up. Yeah, it's like once per session, you basically can go, all right, we're going to take need right off the table. Calm down, (laughs) James. Yeah, calm down. With your rage. And a quirk of the game, right, is that uh, you can have all sorts of fun as a GM. So, like, if, if you take drugs in this game... Like, the physical effects will ha- hit you, but weird psychological stuff is going to flow it into the head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. Cool. Uh, uh, Jesus. Uh, so, that's I, the name I, of your bed. <laughs> oh, so I know much, what you have. <laughs> this one is so goddamn good. I have the potato head disguise kit. There are two useful things that you can do with this implant. The first is that you can take pieces of your face off and replace them with other pieces 
so you look like someone else, which tied in with my identity thief is oh the most God. horrifying fact about this already horrifying, horrifying character. character. <laughs> the second is that you can just take all of them off and scare the bejesus out of someone. Nice. What? <laughs> Faceless is very approachable. So I have this I have this sociopath serial killer with rage issues who can remove his face. <laughs> Loving this. See, yeah, now you, you, see, now you want to go play this game, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah I, I've wanted to play it since like an hour or two ago. It's very good. Yeah, it's real good. All right, uh, Meg? Uh, so I'm nothing that good. Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> You should have saved I can't that take one. my whole face <laughs> off. Yeah, all right. No, sorry. Uh, no, no. That's actually I like I the way this works. So, got wired reflexes. You're fast, precise, and your reaction time is greatly enhanced because of the electronic stimulants applied directly to your brain. Side effects include being really hyperactive and annoying. Wonderful. <laughs> Which bleeds to the rest of us. Yeah, uh, I do love the underneath in all caps. It says, "You always go first. <laughs> Nice. In any situation where the time is of the essence, and you can ignore the reload constraint. Mm. Yeah, so like if you have a That's shotgun, awesome. you just you just everybody else has to reload, yeah. and you just say it's done. I love All right. this. I, oh. uh, and the runner has muscle and bone stabilizers, which I didn't even look at the back of my sheet when coming up with my look. So yeah, it, it works that like no, like it plays into my idea that I had like different parts of like my body was augmented so this is perfect um but your bones are laced with a carbon steel alloy and your muscles are reinforced with filaments and med medicine gel injectors so i can ignore up to three harm from any crash or fall so i like to um for somebody that loves his car uh I've definitely prepared to blow up and yeah. crash, so it's well, not the, so it's functionally. Not the first it's like time. He, you could jump from a three-story building and take no damage at all, which means like you could functionally jump from an even higher building than most people could. Mm. So, so Sometimes that is you just throw yourself down the stairs because it's quicker. Yeah. <laughs> so well, uh, I just like the idea that this guy, like, okay, for someone who likes to protect his car and is ready for like you know these jobs, um, I probably exploded once and then all right i gotta get augmented just in case this happens again so that is character creation for headspace uh at this point in time you have uh operators who you have a good sense of your histories how you kind of think what kind of problems you have as i point towards james <laughs> uh, what kind of what kind of weird baggage is going on um you're tied to the setting intimately you had a, a direct hand in how things have gone wrong uh, now, would we be playing? Uh, so, like, I'm going to be running this later today at a, another thing. So, we would go through the same process. Uh, generally, I, I like to do that whole thing because I just find it works so well. And then what happens is you pick one of the five companies in the city as your – they have a goal that they're trying to do. And you say, all right, well, we're going to try to undermine 3H energy. And so you design an operation of, like, what kinds of things you want to be trying to accomplish. Um, and then you decide how this operation has gone terribly awry. Uh, and then we come into the middle of the operation um, oh. and and begin the game there when basically everything has gone to shit and that's the game. So anyway, I hope everybody had a good time. Oh, it was that fantastic! Was I so I need to know what happened that night well, listen, in my house. I'm just saying, I, like you what guys happened, are Meg? all podcasters and you have these characters now. So if you wanted a later time, I don't know, to play this game, you you can't do that. <laughs> Mark called me a podcaster. Oh. <laughs> Easy pleb. <laughs> listen, 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 he gets it, right? I mean, like, yeah, Jim, Jim, Jim gets to pass as a podcaster, so. 
Wow! Oh, yeah. I know. Mark, <laughs> I'm like you're. Oh, I'll think it's fan. Also yeah, a right? game. I, also I a game designer, Mister. You need an extra. Bonus. Yeah, on your media yeah. badge, Jim. Does it say podcaster passing? As, as a. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Why do I like these people? I don't know. Poor life decisions. No, I was gonna say as as a as a professional game designer as well, Mark. Um, if you could probably add like the sixth. Um, headspace thing on that character sheet. I feel like that would be. Oh, I didn't know. realize your Kickstarter was over and you you'd already. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm gonna do a podcast of my own, and it's just gonna be I'm going to be critically examining Reflections character sheet. Oh <laughs> boy! Oh, yikes! That is an oddly specific podcast. Oh, here's the thing: it's ongoing. Yeah. It's yeah. not a one. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not even a one shot. It's, it's like, like, it's like tw- twice a week, one hour worth <laughs> yeah. of time, right. just reviewing. Last week, sheet. last week, me and my team of graphic designers <laughs> went over the upper corner. Now we're going to go to the bottom. A lot of negative space here. Not liking that. Yeah. There'll be a spin-off where he covers... What do you think this negative covers... space says about Jim? <laughs> <laughs> it's just all ripping me apart personally for right, what's yeah. on the character sheet. Look so, at the uh, kerning here. Yeah. So anyway, I hope everybody had a good time, and... Uh, Welcome to Headspace. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks. Thank, you. Thank you so Thank, much, thank Mark. you so much, Mark. Yeah, and, and people who listen to this can obviously like follow along and uh, as they do this with their own group. This is one of the best step-by-step instructions that we've had on the show. <laughs> uh, so I hope everybody goes out. Headspace is available now. Mark, if people want to buy this game, where is the best place for them to find it? So right now, the digital's on drive-thru, mm-hmm. um, and is that's the best way to do it. I'm currently fulfilling to my backer's first it's here at gen con but that obviously doesn't help anyone um <laughs> if you're listening to this too late i'm hoping to set up w- with uh some distributors and get it in some stores as well as uh like i haven't spoken to them yet so i obviously kind of can't say that i guess but I'm, I'm hoping it'll be on ipr because uh, that's a good place of getting printed material for definitely games. so hopefully when this goes up maybe there'll be something in place that people can yeah and is there a central website where people can yeah you find... can go you can go to greenhatdesigns.com or headspacerpg.com and it'll go right there you you can download all of the sheets without buying the game or anything like that. So if you want to just sort of see what some of the stuff we've talked about is. And uh, I live on Twitter at Slave to the Hat. Um, if you want to get a ton- in touch with me, that is the best place to do it. Perfect. Um, and uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you again so much, Mark. Thanks, everybody, for coming out to play this. I had a great time with everybody. And enjoy Gen Con.